0: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the son of God.
1: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley
2: and my name is June. Hi everyone.
1: It's good to be with you as we continue a theme is the priesthood. And you you recall I assume that God called the people Israel in Exodus 19 to be a holy nation and a royal priesthood that was the foreshadowing of the priesthood that was to come through the New Testament we read from 1st Peter 1 as well as Revelation 1 and Revelation 5 where the Word of God calls us to be kings and priests unto God and we see that the Old Testament priesthood Aaron was made the first chief priest his sons also were made priests it was a foreshadowing of the New Testament priesthood and we have, unfortunately, to a large degree, neglected the call of God upon us to be priests unto the Lord. And yet the way has been made open to us. We see that in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, beginning in verse 19. The word of God says, Since, there, since therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. You know, the the veil in the Holy of Holies was rent from top to bottom at his crucifixion. And that opened the door for us to become priests unto the Lord. And the word said in First Peter 1, 9, as well as in Exodus 19, that priests ought to be a people for God's own possession. And we see that clearly spelled out in Numbers 18, verse 20, where the word says, Then the Lord said to Moses, You shall have no inheritance in the land, nor any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the sons of Israel. And you know, that's equally applicable to us if we're from a Jewish background or a Gentile background. As born-again believers, the Lord the Lord is our portion and our inheritance. And yesterday we spoke of the garments of the priest, highlighting the fact that on their turban was a golden plate engraved with these words, Holy to the Lord. And then we shared from Ephesians chapter six, how we ought to be clothed in the full armor of God. And we know that part of that armor is the, bless, the breastplate of righteousness. And we know that the priests in the Levitical priesthood also had a breastplate on them. So we are called as priests to uh, distinguish between the holy and the profane. And we have to teach the difference between the clean and the unclean. And we're going to talk more about this perhaps tomorrow or Friday. We see that in Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 23. Yet we see the failure of the priests, even in the very early stages of the priesthood when Israel just had become a nation.
2: And we find that in the scriptures, in the Torah. If you have your Bibles, please open with us and read from Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took their respective firepans, and after putting fire in them, placed incense in it, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord, and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Is it what the Lord spoke, saying by those who come near me, I will be treated as holy, and before all the people I will be honored? So Aaron therefore kept silent.
1: Junie, those are powerful words. And perhaps it would be good to look at the context, what transpired before that, because this was a drastic step on the part of God, and yet it really shows the holiness of God. We're not going to go through it, but I encourage you at your convenience to read Leviticus chapter 8, because when you read that, you'll see that the Lord, uh, as it said, what you just read, did not command. But it's interesting that in Leviticus 8, we see these words repeated over and over again, just as the Lord commanded Moses. And as everything was done, just as the Lord commanded Moses, we read in chapter 9 of Leviticus, verses 23 and 24, which preceded what Junie just read. Leviticus nine twenty-three and 24. And Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting. When they came out and blessed the people, the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Then fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the portions of fat on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. And then, Juni, of course, Leviticus ten one to 3 comes. So we see that when the people obeyed and the priests obeyed, and when Aaron obeyed all that God commanded through Moses, the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. And the holy fire came down before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and all the portions of the fat. And when the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their face.
2: Wow. You and, know, what, Shelley, as you're talking, what that reminded me of so powerfully was the night that I wanted to know if Jesus was the Son of God. Mm. And I never realized until you read that portion of scripture that the fire preceded the Lord. Lord. And that's exactly what happened to me the night of my salvation when God revealed to me as a Jewess that Yeshua, that Jesus is the Son of God. It was the fire of God that didn't consume my shade but encircled it. And the fire of God that went around the border of our bedroom. And it was then that the Lord touched me and um, changed my heart and uh, spoke the Lord's Prayer through my mouth and um, let me know that I know that I know that Jesus is the Son of God. It was the true fire of God that preceded the Lord coming into the room. Shelley, we really need to see that the fire of God precedes the coming of the Lord and the fire of God that doesn't consume us but that purges us and cleanses us and makes us that royal priesthood. He transforms us and he changes us and he causes our heart to desire him and him only
1: the contrast is so great here Junie because when the fire of God comes glory comes the presence of God as you said comes but when we do things that the Lord does not command the consuming fire will consume us as it did uh, Aaron's sons so here we see that Aaron's sons did that which the Lord did not command that's the key the Lord did not command it as he did in Leviticus 8 and 9. And fire came down from the presence of the Lord. And there was no offering to consume, but the fire consumed Abidab and Nehu. It's it's unbelievable. We need to stop and realize that we serve a holy God. And if we don't obey him, we're going to bring forth strange fire. And very interestingly, Juni, the word for strange in Hebrew is a word that's pronounced Zor. Perhaps if we were to spell it phonetically, it would be Z-O-O-R. And the root idea of that word means to deviate, to turn aside. It means to be opposed to that which is right. In other words, it means it is unlawful. And amazingly, Juno, the word Zor is used in the book of Proverbs, and it's the word for adulterous. So we see that um, we are serving a holy God and he's going to bring down a holy fire that will bring his presence and glory. But if we don't obey him, this strange fire is going to be a part of our life and God forbid that we don't obey him, a holy God.
2: And Shelley, you know, it brings to me also um, a compassion for Israel And for the priests of Israel today, uh, those rabbis who want to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Lord, whose eyes have not yet been opened to Jesus as the Son of God. And so what you read about strange fire, that's what they believe. Jews who believe in Jesus are in strange fire. When actually the Lord might not be commanding them to speak against Jesus. So to every listener, Shelley, for you and I, I pray that we would have tears before God, holy tears for Israel and the Jewish people, for God to have mercy. Isn't it time, Lord, to open up the eyes of these men who live a righteous life in the sense that they wrapped Tefillin, they read your word, Lord. They pray every day. They, they speak your word from the Torah, and they cannot see Yeshua. They cannot see Jesus as the Son of God. Shelley, it's so powerful yes, because yes. strange fire destroys, strange fire wipes us out, but the pure fire of God purges and cleanses and changes us and transforms us and makes us holy because the one we serve who lives in us when we're born again is holy. It is, uh, it's is—it's an awesome message, the good news of why Jesus came. And he came that he would give us life. He would give us his life and that more abundantly.
1: You know, Junie, maybe we could use the rest of this program just to lift up the, the Jewish leadership, even in this community, that something will transpire that if they are offering strange fire, they will repent over it, and the true fire of God will come forth.
2: And because of the Internet, our program can be heard, shown internationally. So for every rabbi, let us pray thank you lord hallelujah lord we lift oh, up god.
1: the rabbinical sector of judaism today my god yes, lord. across the face of this earth oh lord that it's time for you to act and we pray that their hearts would be open
2: yes that if they've been
1: offering strange fire something emanating out of themselves and not oh, from you god. they would repent and see there's a clear difference It wouldn't be the fire that destroys, but it would be the fire that comes forth and brings forth the glory of God.
2: Yes, Lord. Lord,
1: open up the eyes of our rabbis. Lord, remove the blindness in preparation for your soon coming return, that they might teach our people the difference between the clean and the unclean and the the holy and holy and the profane.
2: Lord, move, move
1: by the power of your Spirit in the holy name of Jesus upon the rabbis. We pray this in Yeshua's holy name.